Yeah, I had Rutgers go into the Elite Eight, so I got to go back and edit my I edit my bracket. <laughs> I swear that point system. I swear eleven. <laughs> they're an eleven. There's team. no way you would take Rutgers. Yeah, I already went to the CBS Sports. Before they it's even lined played. out, it's lined out all the way to the Elite I Eight. Have... Like, Shit, I got to fucking go back and do this again. Wait, you can't. I don't think you can update it. Hmm. I don't think you can edit that. The game already happened. If you're being serious, you can't edit your yeah, bracket. Yeah, you can. No, you can. It'll let you before 11. I already checked. Will it really? Yes. Uh, yes, you can. Yes. Really? Okay, so you're yes. telling me that even though that you had Rutgers slotted in and they're eliminated, they're going to let you change that? Dude. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not due to 11. I can still edit it. I already tried. But now it's, you know, uh, my path's changed now. All the games have changed. My whole, I got to go do the whole thing again. And I'm not happy about it. All because Rutgers had to lose. That's what you get for Notre taking Dame. a Big Ten school over. Yeah. My that was my 11. Tech, the six. Uh, Sam ain't winning no basketball game. Four that was looking my... really good. <laughs> God damn it. That's. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech in the Final Four. So, if I'm being honest, I hope that the I hope Virginia Tech has to beat the Tar Heels in the Elite Eight to make it happen. I was telling uh, Alex Greg before you got on. Fuck, is it worth it? Me and Alex were debating: is it worth it? If you walked by a gambling window. Tomorrow, you could put a dollar on Norfolk State and Texas Southern. So $2 out of your pocket. If either team won the tournament, you would be $58,990 richer. Is it worth to stop and buy the ticket if yes. you're there? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I see. Now, now absolute... <laughs> I also see it as guaranteed loss of $2. But of course, but it's worth but, it. Like hey, I said, hey, I don't want to hear about this outlandish question. I got breaking news. Um, uh oh, uh oh, Freddie uh -oh. Freeman to the Dodgers. Oh Fuck no! Dodgers. Hey, I don't years. even watch baseball, and I know that ain't good for the MLB. If you want to win, <laughs> not for the National League. God damn! Hey, all I can say is that the Braves were considered idiots at the trade deadline. And everybody was laughing at him, and then you lose Ronald Acuna, and everybody's laughing at him even more. There's no chance in hell they have of doing anything. They'll be lucky. Everybody was counting them out of the playoffs at that point. They were buyers, and they won the World Series. So, yes, I'm with you guys. Fuck the Dodgers. But the game's not won on paper, no, right? I know that yeah, sounds so cliche and ridiculous, but it's not. I love a good cliche. <laughs> Nick Cliche. Remember Nick him? Nick Cliche. Married Jessica and then divorced her? Yeah, 98 anyway, degrees. Anyway, you guys bringing up that, the trade and whatnot, should we give an applause 50 milliliters for the MLB being back? They're coming back. They got everything. I think we should. Got Although we trashed out. it. We they trashed did. it. They got it all worked out. We trashed hey. it. And we're, we're already splitting MLB TV we're now. The, like the They already yeah. got our money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Already paid them $120 more for the 10th straight year. Thanks, Robbie. Uh, 50 milliliters is back. 50 milliliters. 50 milliliters to the MLB. Off. 
we're going to start the night off with a 50 milliliter shot. This is the first time we've done this in a while. So uh, cheers to the NCAA tournament. That's all I could say. Here's cheers to the tourney. Cheers, gentlemen. You're going to be able to hear it down my goal at two audience. Here it is. Got a little trivia for you boys. I'm always Jimmy. There's anything March Madness trivia. MMT. You ever see? Ever played that? Ever been anything that I've been confident in in my life regularly? It's trivia. It's about it. All right. All right. All right. So, NCAA championship wins. The leading schools UCLA with eleven. Who's number two on that list with the most tournament wins? Correct. How many do they have? Eight. Correct. Do you know who sits at four or sorry, three and four? North Carolina has seven, but they I think only have six on the books because they don't count the seventh, which was in nineteen twenty four. And uh Duke has five under K uh Arizona no, not Arizona. Um it's UCLA, Kentucky. And I don't know about three or four, like specifically in order, but and then Carolina and Kansas. You are right with Carolina. They have six. They're number three. And then Duke and Indiana are tied at five. At five. Yeah. Followed okay. by followed by Yukon. Yukon, yeah. With four. Calhoun Kansas and Villanova with three. Yeah, and Jay Wright's won what? Two in the last Ten years, uh, Villanova actually won that. Really, it was like the biggest upset of all time in what 80, 85 or eighty six. Villanova won their first, but you know they were like a high seed, double digit seed, went all the way and won it. Never kind of shocked the world, but um, yeah, how could yeah, you forget Chris Jenkins? How could you forget him? Well, it, I just <laughs> how could you I, forget him? I'll tell you guys what. Where is he it, now? Where is he now? Well, I, he I know just, he's he still embedded sitting. in Greg's mind. I know that. So there's a documentary on Showtime, um, and I want to get the county right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna filibuster for just a moment. But it's a documentary about all these basketball players that come from a county in Maryland. All right, and I'm talking Kevin Durant. I'm talking, you know pro players, 50 pro players, you know, hundreds of D1 college players. It's called Prince George County. If you've not heard of it, Prince George County in Maryland, where all these players come from. And apparently they're like, you know, they're, they're, their park system is the most vast in the country. And so they have just hundreds of parks and there's constantly pickup competition, and you can go down the line and find so many of these. You know, Victor Oladipo is from there. Like, I, and I'm just, you know, I just named Durant and Oladipo, but there's plenty of professionals that have come from there. And uh, I forget. I think I buried the lead a little bit, which I tend to do uh, at this time of the night. But uh, my point was that this county has produced, I think, more professional basketball players and collegiate basketball players than any uh, anywhere else in the entire United States. There was one point in time that Prince George County had their own all-star team, and they would play year games, 
like the all like similar to the McDonald's All American game or like the national college top players all star game, whatever that is. I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh they played the United States and like beat them like five out of six years or something. So you you take all the players from from forty nine states and then just have them go toe to toe with people straight out of Prince George County and Prince George <laughs> PG County, man. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Do you guys remember why I brought that up? That's no idea. Probably it had to do with the basketball. You're you. Hulk, man. The Thank, you. Thank you. This is why I need Alex around. Okay. He listens. He's on Where point. Is he now? He's on top of things. Chris Jenkins is from PG County, as is his brother, Nate Britt, who was on the opposite side of that shot playing for North Carolina, living in the same household, but, you know, they talked about it. He's like, man, anybody that knows Chris knew as soon as that shot came out of his hands, it was going in. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Imagine that Thanksgiving dinner. But, Jimmy, I will say, you having gone, not that I was there, I was not there. You having gone to the Super Bowl in 2011 in Dallas and the new stadium with the 60-yard screen, and you've always told me how dejecting that was to be there and see the Steelers lose the way they did because they were in it other than, like, two big mistakes, which was the the Nick Collins pick and then the Mendenhall fumble. Um, you know that that all would have been canceled out had the Steelers won the Super Bowl next year, which is the only reason why Chris Jenkins' shot kind of just, you know, falls by the wayside because if the Tar Heels don't come back and win in 2017 that that's the most painful what <laughs> 20 seconds 30 minute and 20 seconds if you count the <laughs> page and then the timeout and then the shot and then I had to wake up at 4 30 the next morning <laughs> <laughs> it'll kill you sports are a drug man Listen and that was not a good night for you that was not sports. a good trip <laughs> It'll take no. years off your life. But what Alex just said, most people, I'd say mo maybe not most, some people don't care about sports at all. Men, who's missing tonight, and we don't know where where men's future uh, currently stands, but he does not watch sports nor care about them. I mean, he wouldn't be able to name one NFL head coach, one NFL owner, like he and I envy that. I envy it he so much. He can name much. a quarterback. He can name maybe a quarterback, yeah. Davis Millis. Davis Millis. <laughs> What's five times five? Does anyone know? 25. That's how many facts I'm about to bring you about March Madness. Number oh, gosh. one. Oh, gosh. Your, 25 facts. All right. Your well, everybody odds, buckle up. Your odds of filling out a perfect bracket are not good. In fact, they're lower than the odds of winning the lottery, getting struck by lightning, and having a boa constrictor emerge through the pipes of your toilet all on the same day. I would, okay, I was going to say, <laughs> I would honestly say that I would have better odds of a boa constrictor coming out of my penis than <laughs> filling out a perfect bracket. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> the chances are 1 in 9.2 quintillion. To fill out a perfect has, bracket. Has it been done on record? I'm assuming no, because quintillion's a big number. It keeps going up. The number just keeps going up. I I don't know. I have no idea. 
Um, I like this next one though. Number two. guy like like Kino just like ripped it up one day. <laughs> Team was down late, just throws it in the wastebasket <laughs> to end up <laughs> getting every game right. Got guys, nobody knows. The NCAA tournament may be the ultimate time burglar. It's estimated that the hourly corporate losses will amount to roughly $1.9 billion as the result of workers whose productivity has been diverted by March Madness. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that fact up. Although that's more of an opinion, kind of. Uh, so that's not that much money. Can we, can corporately we please? Speaking. Corporately <laughs> speaking, not that much money. Can we please have the Super Bowl on Saturday. Like, I, I know that we are not, you know, world famous. If we need to start a petition just in this state, the state of Missouri, whatever we needed to do. You just want that the Super day. Bowl. Yeah, because awesome. I called in sick on the Monday after the Super Bowl, and I was actually oh. sick on that day. But there's been years that I, I wasn't. They should move. The I'm next sure. president. Yeah. The next president just moves President's Day to to the day after the Super Bowl, and we're going to... I'll vote for him. Okay, so Mr. Or political, her. our producer, Dash Cash, <laughs> the political edge that he has, his political savvy. We're only on fact two of 25. We're going to be here with you until fucking April. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. That's the madness. That's the madness that March brings. <laughs> Alex That's just all wants it. the president to change the holiday. You get hey, my vote. Hey. Get my vote. Alex has a point. Barack Obama got us a playoff, a college playoff, and everyone damn near forgave him for all wrongs. If if the leader of our country puts the Super Bowl on a Saturday, no matter what that person's done in their past, everything will be forgiven. Red, blue, right, or left, all will be forgiven. If you have the platform and you have the power to make this happen and you're willing to either give me a Super Bowl on Saturday or the day off after the Super Bowl and also make the first two days of the NCAA tournament holidays, you will have my vote and all my constituents for years to come. I mean, if I live in in the United States of America and I have a voting registration card, you will be the person that I vote for. I promise if you give me, I've been taking vacation days for a decade. I was calling in sick when I was in high school uh, or whatever, I guess, faking sick to not going to school. And then uh, ever since I've been an adult and had the ability to have time off, I've had to take vacation days to watch these games. But it's like a tradition. It's a mini tradition in my heart. So somebody changes that and gives us these days off. Alex isn't going to get anything done tomorrow. I don't I hope that his employer doesn't hear this, but he's not. He's just not. He's going to have his laptop, his iPad, and his 75-inch screen. He's going to have three games on at once, and he's not going to get anything accomplished We're working from through his We got 45 voles assigned to us. 45 new ones? Yep. All right, that's a separate conversation. Sorry uh, sorry to inundate the podcast with irrelevant news. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> fact number three. Number three. The NCAA would not like people to gamble on their brackets nca i got news for you the only reason reason i do the bracket (laughs) 
was like, I'm like, where did you get this? Number four, only one 16 seed has defeated a number one. Can you guys name who it was? UMBC beat Virginia. Well, who is that, Greg? University of Maryland. Wait, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Ding, ding, ding. We've got a winner. This guy knows his madness. Number five, the lowest seed ever to win the tournament was number eight. Eighth. Ah, was number eighth ranked Villanova. In yeah, 1985. Oh, my. Oh, you got the list in front of you. I, I said didn't... it earlier. I didn't didn't you hear me when we were talking <laughs> about Villanova? No, I told he you. Scare he this. Like, heard me. In his head. Number and six. Was, no, Jimmy I have, was so I have Nova Jimmy going was, all the way, Jim. Jimmy was so stuck on getting the Chris Jenkins joke out at me that he didn't even hear <laughs> exactly. me mention the 1985 year. Nah, you know, whatever. Number six, 2008 may be the most predictable tournament ever. It is the only time that all four number one seeds, Kansas, North Carolina, UCLA, and Memphis, Locked That's wrong. You got the, the wrong year. Four. You got the wrong year. It wasn't 2006. Uh, if the internet's fooling you, I'm sorry. But 2006 was Tyler Hansborough's freshman year. The North Carolina Tar Heels won that. You know NCAA. what? I said number six, 2008. Sorry. That's Thank what you. I messed up. <laughs> 2008, you are right. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I got to fact check the guy that did the research. <laughs> 2008 Kansas played UNC Kansas had a 30 point lead at one point in that game Tar Heels tried to cut it down in the second half Kansas played Memphis in the championship Mario Chalmers hit the shot descended into overtime and uh, Memphis missed free throws down the stretch Kansas won the championship D Rose the name Mark Rose Madness. Without, without and the free Chris, throws. Chris Douglas Roberts is the one who missed a lot of those free throws and then that's when uh Calipari went to Kentucky. Uh, I think the After he that. coached maybe. I think he maybe coached one more year, but yeah, it might have been 09 that he he made the leap. Uh, 08 was the. Uh, you might be right. The final game he coached as the Memphis Tigers head coach may have been that 2008 championship. Dirty money. Dirty, dirty, dirty. He's in billions, by the way. Side note. That's how you can tell this dude. He is in an episode of Billions. <laughs> and like flashing his ring. I'm like, hey, Calipari, you've been a great coach. You really have. He's a better recruiter than he is a coach. Because most of the time he doesn't even have an offense. He just, it's pickup. It's just, hey, I have five athletes that are better than your five athletes. And we're just going to put a ball up and we're going to get the rebound. And this year they're a little different because he brought some kids in that were uh, transfers that were elder statesmen at their schools, uh, Kellen Grady from Davidson, Oscar Shibway from West Virginia. They're both upperclassmen. Shibway, you know, led the country in almost everything. A lot of people ha have him as first-team All-American, maybe player of the year. But this is the most, like, polished, well-rounded uh, Kentucky team I've seen, I think, since Cal got there. I know the 2012 team might have been, or 20. 13 might have been undefeated till that final four game they lost to Wisconsin. But just so everybody knows, this Kentucky team is really good, and that's why you're seeing a lot of people take them to the final four. They're, uh, they're a legitimate threat. They're just sitting at the second getting, best odds. Getting uh, beat by Davidson. I don't know. Davidson's the number six hey, three-point shooting team in the country. Hey, up they lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Notre Dame, ACC. 
Just saying. Yeah, Gonzaga sitting at plus three thirty four. Kentucky sitting at plus six thirty. Arizona is plus six forty four, and Duke is at plus a thousand. Duke, those are your top four Duke favorites. And Car- Duke and Kentucky are legitimate, like really big matchup problems, and uh, you know it's a tournament where you can't make mistakes. Uh, it's one and done. You know, you talk about the NFL and talk about this. Pretty much the only. Uh, thing like it, right? NCAA tournament, though. You fucked up. You're done. We already talked about it. UMBC beat Virginia one year. That may have been as heart dropping as Carolina losing in 2016 at the buzzer in the championship. But what did Virginia do the next year? Can anybody tell me? Yeah, they went and won the tournament, but it still didn't erase the loss. They still lost to a 16. You're right. I'm just saying, like things like that. The like the weight. Yeah, the weight that that lives on you is way different if you don't come back and win that championship and show everybody that it was a fluke. Like sixteen As Falcon fans, <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. That is one of the brightest things I've ever heard you say. That was Atlanta Falcons. We're about to get never... to Sean, so we'll be all right. Oh God! Right, hold on. Let's continue with Jimmy's <laughs> list, and then we can get into the Deshaun Watson "Where's Waldo" conversation. All right, I'm going to blow through some of these so it doesn't take all night. All right, I won't interrupt. No, no, no. Hey, it's all right. The phrase March Madness was first coined in connection with the NCAA in 1982 when sports broadcaster Brent Musburger uttered it during the tournament coverage. How about that? The father of March. Who knew Brent Musburger was even a college basketball coach? Father, probably not, but hey, he's getting the credit. Tell you that. Dude, Musburger, you guys realize Musburger's like from the the guy in Waterboy, right? (laughs) Yeah. We know. We know. That guy, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) 1939 was the inaugural year of the NCAA tournament. How about that? It wouldn't have been able to tell you that off top. Listen to this one. This one's pretty impressive. Notre Dame shooting guard Austin Carr set a tournament game record by sinking 61 points in the first round matchup with Ohio. 61. What year was this? Do you know? Did it list? No player has since threatened that record. NBA Hall of Famer David Robinson came closest in his Navy days with 50 points during the 1987 contest. You realize how much 61 points in a college game is? (laughs) You have eight less minutes in a professional game. And you have team defense that is built on, you know, cohesive team defense. Like, if there's one player that's killing you in college basketball... They're going to double team you. It's just a matter of fact because there's not four other professionals on the court. So that is amazing. 61 points. You're going to love this next one. You're going to love this next one. This is a zitty fact slash stat for you. University of Michigan's all-time leading scorer forward Glenn Rice holds the record for points scored in a single tournament at 184. Georgia Tech? Where'd he go? Uh, Michigan. All-time leading scorer. Oh, Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice. Yes. He went to Michigan. Has 184 in a single tournament. A mark he set in 1989. Duke power forward Christian Leitner owns the career record for 407 points scored across 23 tournament games. Yeah, that Certainly was a the most four-year run. For- yeah. 
Yeah. Duke won, I think, went to maybe three championships and won two. Like, they lost to UNLV and then won two in a row. Pretty, pretty amazing run. Oh, boy. Two, hey, two, two stats from now. You're, you're not going to like the second one, but this one. If you're a fan of defense, you would have not been impressed with the second round of the 1990 matchup between LMU and Michigan. The two teams. LMU, Loyola Marymount. I don't know Lemieux. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. that's Lemieux College. That's the, that's the guru of go. Uh, do you get? Uh, well, go ahead. Yeah, the two combine for 149 to 115 score, the highest total in tournament history. Yeah, so let me tell you a little story about LMU. Hank Gathers. He was their star player. They were coached by Paul Westfall. There's a 30 for 30 on it. They're, it's called the Guru of Go. And it might have been Paul Westhead, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But their star player, Hank Gathers, was an absolute phenomenon. I'm not going to say like Michael Jordan, Len Bias caliber, but we're talking like... Yes, R.I.P. Len Bias, who would have been maybe arguably as good as Michael Jordan, um, or was in college, better than Jordan. But nevertheless, um, Hank Gathers led this LMU team that came out of nowhere. And Jimmy just referenced this statistic about them having the highest scoring NCAA tournament game of all time. LMU literally schemed to not play defense, okay? And I again, you can watch the 30 for 30, but their entire system was based on outscoring the other team at all costs. So they would specifically design the game. Yes, they would design a lot like Roy Williams used to do it in his in his glory years at Carolina. He would say, "Okay, I'll give you this, I'll give you this, I'll give you this. Rest on this end, and we're going to go score it as fast as we can. If you have to shoot with three, four, five seconds off the shot clock, do it. Score as fast as you can. Get back down. We're going to wear them down. We're going to run 10 guys at you, and you're not going to have a chance. That is what LMU did, which is why they are a part of the highest scoring game in NCAA tournament history. Here's why I brought all this up. Hank gathers heart exploded on the court and he died in the middle of the game on the court. He was going to be a that's probably how he wanted to go an all time great NBA player. Like I'm not saying Larry Bird, Magic Johnson type greatness, but I'm saying this was a kid. I'm saying Hank gathers on LMU that team that you just brought that number seven or number eight up. He died on the court in game. Now that's they great. I rushed him to the coach. hospital. I thought you no. meant like an old guy. I'm like, no. yeah, that's probably how he wanted to go. gathers in the game, dropped dead on the court. The only other player that I know that that ever happened to was Pistol Pete Maravich, and it was far after he was retired, after his battle with alcoholism, and he was playing pickup at his hometown, and he died on the court. Those are the only two guys, and they were both great basketball players. So good stat allowed me to bring a little uh, – little uh baggage into the conversation oh i wonder if greg knows this knowledge or if it's just forgotten you know not spoken of around i know this knowledge (laughs) do you know this knowledge hey brooke this is for you and ziddy the university 
of North Carolina holds the record for the worst loss in tournament history. The Tar Heels, that are widely recognized for their historical, but also hold this distinction in 1941, they set a record for ineffectiveness, which still stands, logging a humiliating 20 points in a losing effort against Pittsburgh in that year's East Regional Semifinals. I knew they lost to Pittsburgh in the tournament, but I didn't know the (laughs) score. And World War II hadn't even happened. I mean, it was all white (laughs) men. Like, any, okay, people say, oh, pre-NBA, pre-merger, pre-Super Bowl, pre-merger. I'm like, okay, I don't care about basketball pre-black people because they are by far so much better at basketball than the majority of white. Like, Larry Bird and Dirk and Luca. And maybe Arvita Sabonis and maybe five other guys. I'm like, you got to be kidding me if you're going to act like. Along with like the hip hop culture that came through this country, like basketball kind of marches to the beat of its own drum compared to other sports, because there's a lot of art and rhythm to it. And if you're talking all white basketball, I don't care about it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, you're losing. I'm. I'll take. I'll take the the black <laughs> team over the white team five thousand times in a row because of how much better they are at the sport than I am and most people that have my skin I mean, tone. How much smarter was Don Haskins than everyone? And Don Haskins was the coach for Texas Western that started the first five blacks. He was very in smart. The, he was I mean, very smart. I mean, do you think he was just sitting there like these fucking morons? They're gonna let me get all the, you know because he, well, just, he was you know, he was thinking, oh, you idiot, racist, you bigots. That's what I'm saying. You're, like, gonna, you let, dumb, you're gonna let stupid you're gonna let you're gonna let your your dumb brain and your stupid prejudice and taught hatred get in the way of like yeah. I mean, th- there should have never been that divide anyway. People were treated poorly because white people were entitled and, and assholes. And sorry, I don't want to go down this avenue, but it should have never been in the position. Like, black people always should have had that right to play and kick white people's asses because that's what they do on the court, period. And most other places well, sure, in the world. But here's the thing. They did it, and that's what makes it great is that this guy one day is like, you know what? I'm going to get seven of these motherfuckers and just wax everyone. And no one believed him. And then he actually did it. Would have been cool to see back in the, you know what I mean? Sure. No, I agree. I'd like to think that I would have been one of the people definitely rooting for Texas Western because I, you know, growing up, I was always a Randy Moss fan and being in the Midwest, you know, that can be Uh, tough. You would have loved watching Pat Riley. Of course. You would have been Kentucky all day. Oh, no. Get (laughs) out of here. I hate Look at Alex. He knows you would have had a Pat Riley jersey. Yeah, right. Come on, dude. You know, since I was a little kid, I've been having to explain to my, like, hey, oh, doesn't oh, matter. Why is Ken Griffey Jr. You... favorite player? Why is Randy Moss? I, I don't know because I love them. They're amazing. That's why. Only three men can claim champion status as both player and coach. Do you guys know them? Ooh, uh, Rick Patino. Nope. No. Nope. Okay, Bob Knight. He is one. You're talking about championships they won, they won in the college as a player and a head coach. And a coach, yes. 
Yeah, this would be tough for Alex, Only I would three think. three men have ever done it. So Bob Knight is one of them. Um, yep. And I'm trying to think. You're talking about NCAA Tournament Championship only, not, no, not I'm talk- like conference. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about pool tournaments. No, of course I'm talking about March Madness. Oh, good joke there. Um, so Bobby Knight. Oh man, that that I think that's a hell of a I think that's a hell of a question. It's a good trivia um, question. Next one. But I'm gonna Joe get it. Hold B, on. Joe Don't. B. Hall. Registered both achievements with Kentucky. How about that? Now that's pretty dope. Joe Hall is one of them. Yes, and he won it as a player with Kentucky and as a coach. When he was Kentucky. when was he coaching? That I couldn't tell you. Didn't dig that deep. Okay. Well, I guess he could have been like way back. Is the third guy a name that's recognizable? Absolutely. One I was going to most recognizable. Well, Shashevsky didn't win it as a player. It's about as recognizable that. as that name. Uh, well, I was thinking you're getting warm. You're getting real warm with Coach K. Guess getting real warm. I mean, he's real hot. You're on the right years. You're on the right track with Coach K. How could I be on the right track with Coach K? You're getting warm is all I'm saying. You're not cold. (laughs) Meaning what? It's an ACC coach? Bill. Is his name Bill? The third person to have won as a player and a coach is Dean Smith from North Carolina. Dean Smith was on one of the Kansas teams that won it. Yeah. Forgot about that. He he wasn't a like a regular. He was a bench player. Like he didn't. Oh well. Was he on the team? Did he cut yeah. the net down? Well, that's all that matters. You know, Carolina in nineteen fifty seven beat Wilt Chamberlain in the national championship. Not many people uh, know that. That was pretty. That was their first first uh, championship in the current NCAA like landscape. The twenties won. That's why they don't count it. They say they have. Dick, not seven. Anyway, nevertheless, moving on. No number five seed has ever won the tournament. So that's because they always get knocked off by twelves. If you got fives going all the way, you better scratch that out. The University of Connecticut is the only college in history to field a men and women's national championship in the same year. Ninety nine. Uh, 2004 and 2014. Oh, yeah, that 14 team was... Alex, I think you might have watched that, that I watched the me. girls down downtown. They were here. As Napier. I watched the girls. I got the ticket stub over there. Beat Kentucky. Pretty sure they beat Kentucky. They had this center come in, and she was all of 6'3", 6'4", 300 pounds, and just working people. Off the bench. Well, pretty much every single UConn player for the last 30 (laughs) years has played in the WNBA, so I'm sure she was a professional. I don't, you know, but from Brianna Stewart to Maya Moore to, I mean, you name it. Hold on. Time out. Enos Freedom is on the set on True TV right now with with Joe Fatone from NSYNC. And Doug McDermott. Joe Fatone. Enos Fatone. Joey Fatone, Doug McDermott. And it says Dallas Mavericks, so this must be old because McDermott plays for the Spurs. And Enos Cantor's name is now Enos Freedom. Freedom. 
<laughs> Sorry to interrupt the show. Back to 50 milliliters you know regular primaries. <laughs> yeah, Russia. In prison. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't think that they've let her out yet. I think they're trying Drugs. to make a big deal out of it. She I had she had fight she had like THC carts is what she Drugs. had. Drugs. Drugs. Okay. Especially don't fuck in Russia. Yeah, yeah, don't fuck around. It's absolutely not. Okay, very good. No. I would I don't <laughs> I wouldn't Putin, take. Putin fuck I wouldn't even up. take a picture to Russia, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, number ten, Jim. Nah, it's the last one. Americans will eat a lot of pizza and drink a lot of beer in March. We all know the real winners are. While American beer companies produce an average of fourteen million barrels a month, that number will blow it up to somewhere between seventeen and eighteen million in March. Pizza orders will also increase by 19%. How about that? Don't lie. You're going to order a pizza tomorrow uh, when you're watching those games. It's possible. It's entirely you're part possible. part of the stat. So am I. So am I. It's, it's I'm guilty of it possible. too. I've also thought, considered about making my own pizza. I'm big, big in the business of that nowadays. So The pizzazz. No, you use the oven if you make your own. You can't trust the pizzazz for homemade pizzas. So, I wanted to go back was to... Was that 25? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't 25. I It was about 16 scattered across a bunch of sentences Jimmy was struggling to read. <laughs> Punctuation <laughs> really throws him off, apparently. I in don't that, like dudes uh... and commas. In that LMU Michigan tell. game, 141 points were scored in the second half. That game didn't go to overtime. There you <laughs> go. R.I.P. Hank Gathers. So, we have the biggest day in sports coming up tomorrow, which plenty of people are going to disagree with that. But... I have not filled out my bracket yet because I'm going to do it after we're done here. And I don't care who you guys have going all the way. But I was just curious, if any, what teams you think could shock people. Um, I will provide my opinion. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat or try to scheme just because this bracket we're filling out. We are... Uh, so people know, you know, filling out competitively for money. Uh, wait, no, for credit uh, brackets. And we are awarding points for correct picks, but also awarding additional points for the seed number that that pick was. So if somebody chooses an 11 seed to win in the first round, they get one point for the first round matchup and they get 11 because their seed was 11. That's what we're doing. Is there any teams, knowing that I'm probably the one that's following college basketball, most of us three, but I know that people start to tune in a little bit when March turns. So anything, any takeaways, anything, any observations, 50 milliliter observations that you guys have about the upcoming tournament that starts tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. There's two four seeds I like. They could go very deep. I like UCLA in the East bracket because Baylor's don't know if they're going to have their two top players. Can't trust them. And I like Arkansas for some reason. May I ask why? 
Hmm? Meh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> May I ask why you like Arkansas? Because I don't think anybody would question liking UCLA. They're uh, coming off of a Final Four run, and they brought that entire roster back. So, And Mick Cronin is a great coach who I admire quite a bit. I know Alex knows a little bit about Mick because Alex is always like Cincinnati, Cincinnati. for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> but... Um, why Arkansas? Arkansas? Arkansas's four and one against top twenty-five teams. All right, and the All one right. seed's not strong in their in their uh, in their bracket. So you mean you mean what? Isn't Arkansas with Gonzaga or is that? Bama oh, you're Bama? right. You're right. You're right. That's why I like UCLA. Sorry. Yeah, Gonzaga, but we all know their story. You know. They'll flop play somewhere. anybody except for San Francisco and St. Mary's yeah, all year. They'll flop somewhere. Oh, big game coming up against Pacific. No offense to you, Pacific, but just saying. Alex, thoughts? I just hope no one took Illinois all the way because Chattanooga <laughs> is chopping them down, baby. Okay, so Alex agrees with Seth Davis had this take. CBS, uh, He's a New York bestseller author. He went to Duke, though, uh, so I question a lot of his takes. Anyway, he had Chattanooga in the Sweet 16, I noticed, um, during Selection Sunday. I don't know a ton about Chattanooga, and I'm sure people listening are like, uh, why are they talking about Chattanooga? Well, we're talking about it because they're gonna they're gonna take down Illinois, maybe. Kofi Coburn is such a beast, though, and I don't know how his name is pronounced Coburn it, when it's spelled Cockburn, but you know, it's not it's my name. Gonna be burning after the game. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. It could be burning now. We don't know much about his personal life, but. Just Illinois is by their offense. Their defense is 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 pretty solid. I'm just not impressed by their offense. So big, the Big Ten, and I have a day. You think he's okay? So the Big Ten is one and one, right? They're one and one because they were both in the playing play. Indiana right. playing, and also Rutgers playing in that first round, or what I call the play-in, if you want to call it a, a the first round. Agree to disagree. It's like baseball. I'm like, if you have to play in a one-game playoff to get in the playoffs, it's a playoff. Nah, what's it's a play-in game. What's your biggest uh, upset of the first round, do you think? So it's tough for me because... Uh, Vermont. Oh, Vermont. Vermont is, a, I think, kind of a healthy... Pick, and I think that some of this stuff. Favorite uh, Arkansas. I think Michigan (laughs) over Colorado State. I think that's going to be the biggest one. So, okay, and that's a great point too, because I don't consider that an upset, right? So when I look at Michigan and Colorado State, all I'm seeing is paperwork, right? Michigan didn't have as strong of a resume in whose eyes? The committees? Okay, great. And people are going to hear, oh, what are you questioning the committee? I'm just saying, I watched Michigan play against Carolina earlier in the year. They weren't at their best, just like Carolina wasn't. Carolina kicked their ass, and Carolina's a you know subpar 
team compared to what Carolina usually employs. But Michigan, I consider them losing to Colorado State an upset. Like, I just do. So, Jimmy, I'm sorry to say this. I don't think that counts. Oh, it's 11 over a 6. You're right. It is. You're right. Coded how you must. It's not about a code, Jim. I'm just asking you if you have one any better than that. Who's favored in the game, Jim? Yeah, exactly. I think Michigan is exactly. by a Go point and a half, Vegas. aren't they? Exactly. So it's not an upset yeah. if you're favored. I'm sorry. Just not. It's an upset. upset if you're favored. Yeah, if you're if you're if if you're favored and you win, how are you how are you upsetting anybody? The only the only upset is that Colorado State got a six seed. That's the only thing that upsets me. <laughs> okay, here's 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 a possible upset that I can see happening. Now, I have no data on early games versus late games, and I don't know how that impacts team. And I also haven't looked at how teams traveling across time zones have affected wins and losses. I just haven't. Because most of these teams, other than the first four teams, meaning, which I don't get why they call it the first four. It's like first four games, because it's the first eight teams, and it's four games, whatever. Most teams have a lot of awareness because they get told on Sunday and Monday morning when their games are. South Dakota State, and I want everybody to listen to this because South Dakota State is a team that's from a mid-major. I believe they play in the big sky. They were undefeated in conference play. They have not lost since December and the game they lost was to Missouri State. How about that, guys? Shout out to Haley, God. Alex's sister. Missouri State. Missouri State. Him and the, and my sister. My sister and Alex's sister both went to Mo State, even though. Hell, so did my sister. Dude, oh, my shame. God. What are the odds of that? Yeah. So what are the odds of that? That's fucking weird. That is really weird. Especially because, especially because we all have a sister. So that's, that is very <laughs> weird. Um, so 50 Missouri. 50 milliliters. <laughs> 50 milliliters sisters. The number five underscore IFTYML. Follow us on Instagram. And Twitter, please. Please. Twitter is still where there's a lot of knowledge. Instagram that, kind of gets out of that control. That is not our too. handle, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, but, you just wrote that's okay. It's that's 5 okay. IFTY underscore ML, but thank you for oh, entertaining shit, the idea. Right. <laughs> Milliliters. South Dakota State over Providence. Now, Ed Cooley, like Providence, I love Ed Cooley. 52.5% from the field. Dude. They can shoot the three. They score out the wazoo, which that is a Midwest uh, slang, I think. 44% from beyond the arc. Yeah, I was going to say my number one upset would be that game. But I just don't like that those two big upsets are early because Michigan plays Colorado State tomorrow at 11-15, and South Dakota State starts right after that. Providence... And then Memphis plays Boise State, and I'm like, there's no upsets in an 8-9, but Memphis 
could go to the Final Four. Like, they're that good. They have professionals. Durin is, like, just a beast. That Even Armando Baycott, you know, is not going to want to see him in the front court. So Memphis is built. You know, Baylor's missing their leading scorer right now, Cryer. So I don't know if he's going to play or not, and I don't have any... I'm not wishing that he's out if the Tar Heels win or anything. I'm just saying that maybe he could maybe be out for that game. Anyway, the Tar Heels still have to beat Marquette. Is there any is there any Taco Falls City in this tournament that we should know about? There are gonna be yeah. births. Yeah. So so Purdue Purdue has a center who's about seven foot four. Um I might be Slightly off on the height. Let me give you a fact check real quick. Um, he is skilled. He plays slow. You know, kind of like a big Luka Doncic in the sense of nobody's going to speed him up. I'm not saying he's handling the ball. Don't get me wrong there, please. But um, they are a deep team that sometimes doesn't even play him. But his name is Zach Eady, and he is seven foot four. So when, like, if if you if if you were gonna ask me what a lock was, when I start to look around Division One, I'm looking at matchups. Right, this tournament is all about matchups, and Purdue is not gonna lose to a team that doesn't have superior athletes across the board at least to three out of the positions of five, right? Like, if Zach Eady's on the floor and you're also outmatched by three other Purdue players, you have no chance of beating them. You just don't because they can take Eady off and bring in Jamison Williams or, uh, I think, that's his name. His last name's Williams. I, it's a J. Some some type of J. I'm getting him confused with the wide receiver from Alabama towards ACL in the national championship game. Apologies for that. Don't find me. But <laughs> Purdue is really good, versatile, and if he is on the floor, it's just something that people can't deal with in, in the collegiate level. So there you go, uh, Jim. That's that's my take is Zach Eady is your um, – I guess tackle fall. Cool. Love when those stars are born that nobody knows cool. until the tournament. Cool. Um, there's a reason why March Madness is so special, and I think it's because the common fan doesn't really understand the romanticism or I guess just the drama that comes with a lot of these matchups. And, you know, a lot of these kids, maybe not so much from the Dukes because, you know, Paulo Bancaro is, or Banchero, however you want to say that. He he comes in and he's playing with, you know, A.J. Griffin, who's a freshman, and they're both supposed to go in the top five of the NBA draft. And it's like... It's like, well, do they appreciate the college camaraderie and do they appreciate, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
but I can tell you for a fact that these senior kids that are playing at mid-majors, like you saw Wright State tonight, how good was uh, what Trayvon Holden for Wright State tonight? Would he drop 35? I mean, just marvelous to watch. And you see so many great basketball players from across the country. And you're like, well, this kid could be on, uh, and I'm always going to lean ACC, but I'm just like, I watch these mid-majors and every single one of their best players could be on, oh, he could be on the Tar Heels. <laughs> he could be on Duke. He could be on Nebraska. He could be on Kansas. Like, and that's my favorite part about it. And I hope everybody else enjoys that because there's nothing like it. Like the NFL is 32 teams and everybody's analyzing their rosters before the season even begins. Like we talk about it during the draft. We talk about it during training camp. We talk about it during preseason. Football is a team sport. You know, it takes all 11. It is what it is. Basketball is a team sport that can be overtaken by a phenomenal significant individual performance much like hockey and so you watch around the country and you're like holy shit you know even tonight bryant i'm like did you know who peter kiss was before tonight i didn't he's leading the country in scoring the kid has a lot of ability he could shoot the ball he could drive the lane you know he's in great athletic condition i'm just like you don't get this anywhere else in north american sports because college baseball, for the most part, nobody gives a shit about. College football is what it is. But again, because it's a team sport, like, it's so brand-oriented, right? You, you, At the end of the day, Jimmy, you're talking about Jordan Davis, and he might have been the fourth best defensive player on Georgia's defense this year. Like, you're just thinking of Georgia as a brand, and they played Bama as a brand. And, you know, Clemson didn't make it into the Final Four as a brand. But it's like, when you get into the NCAA tournament, there's personal stories. There's individual players that make differences. That's why I think this is the pinnacle of all North American sports. Nothing competes to this. Changed my mind. I could have four Super Bowls in a year. I wouldn't give a shit. College basketball and the NCAA tournament, above all. The madness. That's what makes it great. It is madness. We'll see you next week. This has been a 50 milliliters production. Grab a shot. Crack a top. <laughs> <laughs>